good morning. It's Friday. It's May 4th. And I have a quote of the day from Horace Mann. And today is his birthday. He was born May 4th, 1796. He was an American educator. He passed August 2nd, 1859. And the quote is this. Education, then, beyond all other devices of human origin, is the great equalizer of the conditions of men, the balance wheel of the social machinery. All right, then, that's your quote of the day. Good morning, it's May 4th. These are your horoscopes from the New York Post and Sally Brompton, Aquarius you may not be the sort to get openly emotional, but over the next few days, you will find it hard to keep your feelings in check. And that could be a good thing, or it could be a bad thing. But either way, you will get yourself noticed. Pisces, do what you want to do rather than what other people want you to do. It's great to be a team player, and usually you are, but once in a while, you have to be a little bit selfish. Put your own needs first, because your happiness is important, too. Aries, no matter how ambitious an Aries you think you are, you will be even more ambitious today. Woo! Keep telling yourself that there is nothing you cannot do, that no goal is beyond your reach. The extent of your success will stun your critics and maybe yourself. Taurus, this is one of the very best times of the year and you must make the most of it. No matter how fantastic your life has been up until now... It, is, it will be 10 times better over the next few weeks. Hold on tight. The ride will be so much fun. Gemini, you need to get serious about money and other material issues. Mars in the wealth area of your chart warns you will have to get tough with people who have not been playing straight with you. And if you don't, it could cost you a fortune. Cancer. Will the next few weeks be a time of great achievement or of constant conflict? It's more likely to be the former if you recognize that you are not the only one who has needs and desires. You will get ahead if you help others get ahead too. Leo, the best way to get things done today, especially on the work front, is to communicate openly and cooperate gladly with friends and coworkers. Yes, of course, there will be times when you get frustrated, but try not to let it show. Virgo, Mars in the most dynamic area of your chart will inspire you to get creative and also boost your confidence to a level where you are no longer afraid to stand up and be counted. That's a combination guaranteed to bring lasting success. Libra, Cosmic activity in the domestic area of your chart warns there may be some bad feelings on the home front. Something that was said or done in the distant past, it still has to be dealt with, and now you have no choice but to face up to it. Scorpio, if you have something to say, now is the time to make yourself heard. Not everyone will appreciate your honesty, but don't worry about that in the slightest. On the contrary, your number one aim is to stir things up a little, or even maybe a lot. Sagittarius, listen. Slow down a bit. Take life at a more sedate pace. You've been working extremely hard of late, burning the candle at both ends for longer than is probably good for you. So, this weekend, shift gears, 
and find something more relaxing to do for a while. Capricorn. No matter how much you like peace and quiet, you'll be the one making a big noise today. Mars in your sign will encourage you to come out of your shell and let the world know who you are and what you can do. And you know that's just about anything. And these are your horoscopes for May 4th. May 4th, if today is your birthday, you are hardworking and somewhat of a perfectionist. Stability and security are especially important to you, and many of the choices you make in life are driven by the desire to achieve those things. As a people person, you tend to feel that life is much better when shared. You are excellent at promoting cooperation and creating harmony. Famous people born today include Audrey Hepburn, Randy Travis, Lance Bass, Will Arnett, Alexander Gould, and Horace Mann. Happy birthday, Taurus. Today in Rock, May 4th, 1886, Chichester Bell and Charles Tainter received a U.S. patent for the graphophone. Their invention was meant to replace Thomas Edison's phonograph and featured wax-coated cylinders, which were considered an improvement over the phonograph's tinfoil cylinders, which had been delicate and difficult to remove. 1956, Gene Vincent records Bebopalula for Capitol Records at Owen Bradley's studio in Nashville, Tennessee. It climbed to number 7 in the U.S. and number 16 in the U.K. the following summer, selling over 2 million copies. 1957, The Alan Freed Show premieres on ABC TV. The half-hour program includes Guy Mitchell, The Dell Vikings, Screaming Jay Hawkins, The Clovers, Judy Valley, Martha Carson, and the Alan Freed Rock and Roll Orchestra. 1959, the Grand Ballroom of the Beverly Hilton Hotel in L.A. was the site of the very first Grammy Awards, where statuettes were given out for Record of the Year and Song of the Year to Domenico Modugno for his rendition of Volare. He beat out Peggy Lee's Fever, Catch Falling Star by Perry Como, Witchcraft from Frank Sinatra, and The Chipmunk Song by David Seville. 1961. After topping the Billboard chart a month earlier, the Marcel's version of Blue Moon hits number one in the UK. Since 1934, the song has been recorded by over... 50 major artists and has been featured in at least eight motion pictures and counting 1963 the beach boys surfing usa lp debuts on billboard's album chart where it will enjoy a 78 week stay and top out at number two uh that same year andy williams album days of wine and roses hit the number one spot on the us lp chart and it remained there for 16 weeks. And that same year, the Beatles score their first UK number one when From Me to You reaches the top for the first of a seven-week run. That song's title was inspired from a letters column from You to Us that ran in the British music newspaper The New Musical Express. In 1964, the Moody Blues are formed in Birmingham, England. 
The group was the brainchild of vocalist Denny Lane, who recruited Mike Pinder, Ray Thomas, Graham Edge, and Clint Warwick. In 1967, the Turtles received their first of two gold singles for their recent number one pop hit, Happy Together. 1968, top British model Twiggy saw a performance by an 18-year-old Welsh singer named Mary Hopkin. She immediately recommended her to Paul McCartney as a possible, uh, possible addition to Apple Records' roster. And then six months later, Hopkins' first record, Those Were the Days, will be sitting behind Hey Jude in the number two position. 1970, four students were shot and killed by the National Guard at Kent State University in Ohio during an anti-war demonstration. Neil Young reacted to the senseless slayings by writing and recording the song, Ohio, with Crosby, Stills, and Nash the very next day. In 1973, Led Zeppelin opened their 1973 U.S. tour, which is billed as the biggest and most profitable rock and roll tour in the history of the United States. And they grossed over $3 million. 1974, Grand Funk Railroad started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with their version of the Little Eva hit, Locomotion. It was only the second time that a cover version had been a number one as well, as well as the original. 1976, Kiss performs their first concert in their hometown of New York City. In 1978, on the strength of the U.S. number eight single, Count On Me, Jefferson Starship receives a platinum record for the album Earth. And their last LP was with Grace Slick and Marty Ballin on that album. Um, just a few weeks later, both quit and the band had to be revamped. 1980, an acoustic performance by the East L.A. band Los Lobos brought a, ho- uh, brought a hostile response from an Olympic auditorium audience who came to hear the punk music. Apparently, they were opening for Public Image Limited. The group was bombarded with bottles and other debris, and it would take seven more years for the band to crack the Hot 100 with a couple of Richie Valens songs, La Bamba and Come On, Let's Go. In 1987, Paul Butterfield, who fronted the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, died of drug-related heart failure at the age of 45. He had gained international recognition as one of the acts performing at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967 and the Woodstock Festival in 69. In 1991, 25 years after she first appeared on the UK records charts with I Got You Babe, Cher scored her first solo number one single with the Shoop Shoop song. In 2008, thieves broke into the childhood home of Motown star Martha Reeves stole about a million dollars worth of uninsured recording equipment, including speakers, microphones, karaoke machines. The suspect was arrested at his home later in the day because he tried to sell the goods to a pawn shop for 400 bucks. uh, 2011, 51-year-old Marie Osmond married her first husband, Stephen Craig, a second time, more than 25 years after they divorced. They originally went in 1982, and split in 1985, Marie had one son with Craig and seven children with her second husband, Brian Blasill. That marriage ended in 2007 
after almost 20 years. In 2016, Little Richard's attorney told Rolling Stone that online reports of his client's declining health were untrue and that the 83-year-old rock and roll pioneer was still healthy and active. And that is your day in rock. So which country's capital has the fastest growing population? Ireland. Every day it's Dublin. Today marks the day of the Kent State Massacre in Ohio. And there is a great article on Valley News. And it's a column, My Small Role in Preserving the History of the Kent State Massacre. But I'm just going to read you a quick excerpt. It's a very long article. He says, Four students were killed. Allison Krauss and Jeff Miller, who were participating in the demonstration, and Sandy Schuer and Bill Schroeder, who were bystanders. Two were 20, and two were only 19. Nine other students were wounded, including one who would be paralyzed for life. The thesis of the truth about Kent State, its challenge to the American conscience, was that chronologically arranged photographs of the shooting seemingly show an Ohio National Guard sergeant giving a hand signal to his comrades who are carrying M1 rifles. Specifically, the sergeant appears to wheel around and point a pistol at the demonstrators. His troops then turn in unison and fire 61 rounds into the crowd of students. In other words, it wasn't a spontaneous accident. It was planned. The closest fatality was 30 yards away. The farthest was 90 yards away, almost the length of a football field. Those photographs showed the truth about Kent State, that it might have been pre-planned or agreed upon. But there was no proof that the guard, in addition to killing and maiming students, had beforehand conspired to deprive the students of their civil rights. No plot. Just those photographs, which seemed to show a signal by a leader. Then he goes on to say, Today is the 48th anniversary of the Kent State Massacre. Memories fade. Witnesses and participants die. However, the Kent State documents still sit in the vaults of Yale's Sterling Memorial Library with its 10 million volumes, one of the great research libraries in the world. They rest in climate-controlled tranquility. They are waiting patiently, waiting for history's scholarly eye. And then um, it just says, Paul Keene was a program coordinator at Kent State University's Center for Peaceful Change in 1972 to 73, the university's official memorial to the Kent State dead, and was present at the shootings on May 4th, 1970. He currently lives in Hartford. And I would say this, too much time is wasted pretending something didn't happen pretending a mistake wasn't made. Our government does this all the time. It's a chronic problem throughout history. It's a historical chronic problem that the United States does not like to admit its mistakes. 
But the only way to heal from a mistake is to get to the root of it and say never again. I don't think you pretend something this heinous didn't happen. I think you find out what happened. Only from there will we have the ability to heal and the survivors will have the ability to heal. So I hope somebody looks into this and I hope that never again will we have another Kent State. All right. Peace, love, rock and roll. See you Monday.